The following podcast is presented by Hormone Logics. Discover your ageless health. <laughs> this is Amy Wilhelmy with the Ascension Mentality Podcast. And I am Matt Wilhelmy with the Ascension Mentality Podcast. And, and we have a guest today. Miss Joanna Dara. She's going to tell us about everything competing and her job with hormone logistics. And we're excited to dive into this topic because I feel like it's um, a little underrepresented, underrepresented in our community. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. I think it's probably the most important part of your workout. It doesn't matter how much you lift. doesn't matter how often you lift. If your hormones are messed up, then you're just wasting your time. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Hi, welcome. Hey. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. So I would love to just kind of dive into your story first, because this is also about your, you know, your journey, your story. Um, tell us a little bit about maybe your career journey and how maybe that's tied into bodybuilding or, you know, obviously that's kind of a a long, long drive. So we'll, we'll let you take it and tell us a little bit about you. Sure, sure. Well, again, I appreciate you guys very much. Um, yeah, my journey is an interesting one, but I, uh, I've always been very, very interested into the, the medical side of things. When, when I went away to college, um, I was an athlete my whole life growing up. I went away to college to Florida State and, uh, had a relationship down here with the same person for years that, uh, you know, was like a typical 18 year old that kept driving back down south to see him. And my dad's like, what are we doing? We're spending more money in gas than we are on your scholarship that's up there, uh -huh. you know, you're getting. So I ended up uh, coming back home, going to FAU and ended up, my goal was to go to med school. Um, got engaged early, started cheering for a professional football team here while I was going to college and then found out I was pregnant with my son at you know, 19 years old. Fast forward, good old school Italian and Cuban family. So we got <laughs> married and uh, my son was born and, you know, 20 years old with a newborn and trying to finish college and knew I had all these dreams to go to med school and just realized it wasn't going to be part of my, you know, my plan with a little one, which was okay. Um, when he was two, I you know, went back to school to finish my degree initial, and then knew I was going to get med school. I knew I wasn't going to med school, so I decided to do something in the nutrition world, because I figured health is health, and this was something that I really appreciated, being an athlete myself. Uh, I wanted to represent who I wanted my son to be. I wanted him to understand health from a very early age, which was part of his life growing up, too. Um, Fast forward, ended up getting my master's in nutrition dietitian. Um, but I don't like the medical side, I guess, of nutrition. I didn't like dealing with, I didn't want to go into the part where it was being a nutritionist for people who are sick. As much as I love to help that, I wanted to be more of the person who educates and gets you, keeps you healthy. Mm. Um, so... You know, fast forward into my life in 2010, I started on the journey of competing, which is a long time, 12 years, and, you know, just said I wanted to look 
like I was going to compete. Never wanted to step on stage. Doesn't everybody say that? Yeah. You know, you work with the trainer, you say, I just want to look like it. I don't want to do it. Uh, 2000. Yeah, no, I never, I don't really want to step on stage. I just want to like look like I did. Right. 2011, I was on stage for the first time. Um, NPC has changed a lot. The industry of competing has changed a lot, a lot for the better. Um, continued on the journey with another team for a little bit, realized it wasn't a good fit for me, um, but just loved it. Being a hormone specialist only came about after being a nutritionist and working for Hormone Logic. Hormone Logic started, um, it'll be 17 years in January. I started with them 11 years ago, mm. being doing mostly nutrition. Becoming a hormone specialist and going for my certifications and taking the courses and getting educated in it only came from somewhat similar to Matt, Matt said earlier, what's, going, what's the point of going to the gym if your hormones aren't right? Well, I can write you the best meal plan in the world. If your hormones aren't working, we're going to hit a brick wall. Yeah. You know, it's, and as women and men, mostly women, we have a lot of moving parts and a lot of them have overlapping symptoms. So, you know, it was such a taboo subject for, for women. Men, you take testosterone, you feel better. That's what you're supposed to do. For women, we're supposed to just age and feel like garbage aging. And, you know, it's, I don't know why. So, um, in 2013, we started really venturing into the female version of hormones. And um, we've become one of the larger women working with women. I don't only work with competitors. I work with, you know, women all across the country from, you know, young with having issues with their cycles all the way up into women with postmenopausal that are in their 70s that just want to feel good and look healthy. And so that's how my transition from only writing meal plans went into hormones. In the meantime, my son went away to college. He um, went to the football combine, got picked up with Canadian League football. We are 20 years apart, him and I, so um, decided he didn't want to uh, continue in Canada to play and came home and still in the health world himself. Um, we actually hired him here. He got his degree in nutrition and health and he he works with a lot of the younger guys here, like the young, younger athletes um, on the guy side of things, but it's just great because I get to see him every day. But it's, it's amazing when I talk about it, you know, and obviously left out many things in between initially, but to transition where I was so concerned about what I was doing with my life when he was born to represent something to him, to see him every day walking into an office, mm. you know, with a master's degree in nutrition and working with hormones and men and to see that, you know, come to fruition right there in front of you. Um, you know, it's just been a wonderful thing. But a um, little bit more about me. In 2017, I started with my coach and my team with the Body Fusion. Jamie's my coach there. And she, I knew I needed the accountability. People ask all the time, why are you, why are you getting a coach? You know your foods, you know like right. the accountability, having somebody to answer to, have somebody to check in with. I work with everybody else. I love that she can take care of me. Mm -hmm. um, I started my journey with her in 2018. We were on a reverse. Um, we had come out of a reverse going into a cut to compete. And she's like, Joanna, this is when we send you to you. Like, what is going on? You know, meanwhile, I was working with all the girls. She's like, we are having a hard time. I had put on 18 pounds over my reverse more than normal for us. Um, the body fat wasn't coming down. I was exhausted. Um, but 
I just go. I, that's right. what I do. I, you're an autopilot. I'm going to um, interrupt and just say, like, that. it's so common for health, you know, professionals to take care of everyone else. And then, you know, you're having your own stuff happening and you're just kind of like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Cause you're used to just kind of helping. Right. And yeah. Going. And, yeah. You know, that, that red light on your dash could be on and you're just like, eh, I'll get to the, to the mechanic. Yeah. I'll get there, <laughs> but I have X, Y, and Z to take care of first. And the red light's still on. Well, I'm making it this far. I'm doing good. And then it you starts blinking. Yeah. Because, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and I mean, you're obviously doing something that you're passionate about too. So, you know, there's sometimes when it doesn't feel like work and then you kind of get overworked accidentally almost because you're just going, going, going. Right. So Joanna, was the red light blinking for you? Is that part of your cancer survivor story? It is. It is. So, uh, Hey Amy, we have a great sponsor on board. Hormone Logics. Yeah, they're actually my hormone doctors, so I think they're pretty awesome. They do hormone replacement therapies to revive energy and strength so that you can continue to feel younger, longer. They do bioidentical hormones, menopause therapy, andropause therapy. They help men with things like ED, low T, sleep regulation. They help you to have a more satisfying sex life, improved mood, improved cognition, healthier skin, bones, and hair. How does somebody get in touch with Hormone Logics? You can visit their website at www.hormonelogics.com. Stop missing out on living your best life and be the best version of yourself. I started when Jamie said, Joretta, this is you to you. Let's figure this out. I went on my own little journey. Now, I always get my blood work. I practice what I preach. I get my blood work. But, you know, you pay for insurance every month. I figured, let me go to an endocrinologist that yeah. will actually look at my labs and like figure out what's going on. I saw two different endocrinologists prior to the one that finally gave me the diagnosis. But um, one of them basically said, you know, you're not working out as hard. Maybe you're not, because you're not competing. Um, maybe it's time to hang up the heels. You know, at some point you turn 40, that's right. kind of what happens. And I'm like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> and then the other one basically told me, you know, you're, you're well within range your levels are within range mm. not, you know at some point you just have to justify that you can't continue to go the way you used to um sidebar you know, that's, that's why I that's that's what brought me to you so audience I work with her and I you know um I use hormone logics and um I knew that there was something going on with my thyroid, but all the levels were like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And the normal tests, right, Joanna? And then you'd kind of dug into it and you were like, and you were like, yeah, it's normal-ish, but, you know, I feel like we could provide you with something that will help. And I think that that's kind of the answer a lot of the times, right? Optimization is important. I mean, listen, those reference intervals on those labs, when they even actually run the right amount of labs, right. I mean, and as you know, I can get into, we run a lot more than the average, but those basic labs, those reference intervals have been the same since 1977. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to tell me nothing's changed since right. then. And why I have to be, as long as I'm within range and be on the lower end of something, why is that optimal? Why is that okay? You know, yeah. what justifies that? So when I finally did find a doctor who would listen, um, you know, I don't know if she even humored me a little bit, but she appreciated the fact that I had to put a whole graph together. <laughs> glucose had gone up. I put, graph. This number went down. This went up. Here's your work for you. And, and she felt my throat and she's like, you know, 
it feels a little hard. We'll send you for an to uh, an ultrasound. Okay. Went to the ultrasound three days later. I got a phone call from her saying, I, um, you have multiple nodules. Um, I'm going to send you to a second level endocrinologist. And I was like, okay. Mm, um, that doesn't sound good, right? This is, you know, 2018. Yeah. And she took the time to find my insurance of whom I was on my second level endocrinologist who was on my insurance, which they don't ever do, you know? Mm. So she, you know, sent all my files over. I got in with him pretty quickly. He was amazing. But the minute he was doing the biopsy on the nodules and had a needle in my neck, I just remember him saying, you're lighting up like a Christmas tree. You have Hashimoto, which is an autoimmune. Mm. Now, mind you, before 20 to 18, we hardly ever tested autoimmune here because, you know, I guess I just wasn't educated enough in it, but it wasn't something that was well known. People don't test autoimmune unless you already have the symptoms that would have led to it. The autoimmune would have led to it rather than being, you know, proactive. If you test for Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's is usually what will send your TSH levels for thyroid higher initially, Mm -hmm. not the backwards. Well, I'm the backwards and I'm the reason why we check it ahead of time now. So here with our lab, but I, um, I was like, well, God, that makes so much sense. I was eating super clean. I eat clean for prep. I was eating my foods and my macros. I was eating, but I didn't eat clean for an autoimmune. All the foods that I was eating, the dairy, the oats, with my gluten, my grains, my nightshades, which are all anti, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, where eat those on Hashimoto diets. They were part of my protocols and staples every single day. So for me, it was like almost like a weight off my shoulder. I'm like, gosh, that makes so much sense. I just have to change up my diet. Why I can't get the weight off, why I'm so tired. And then um, after that, I basically, they called me a couple of days later and he's like, you have, you know, papillary thyroid cancer, we think possibly medullary it's in your lymph nodes as well, um, in your strap muscle, in your neck. We, we have to do a full thyroidectomy. So it digested for a little bit, swallowed it, sat in my office, cried, yeah. and said, all right, what's next? Because what am I going to do? You know, I knew something in my gut, something was not right. So I did. I got a full thyroidectomy. I had my full thyroid removed, my strap muscle removed. 15 lymph nodes were taken out and only two came back tested positive but they were the ones in the strap in the strap muscle that's what sets you off the difference between medullary and papillary because with they did the dna testing but because i it was in my lymph they don't know if it could potentially spread later on right or if it was in my lymph because it was in the strap muscle in the neck which the lymphs were in so that's why we're always i went a little bit further into my treatment than a lot of people do I had two rounds of external beam radiation, a round of radioactive ion therapy, and then I do PET scans every year as well, and I'll do it for five years. Um, this I this October, I'll, you know, be four years. Um, January technically was three years cancer-free without, mm. you know, so I'm very excited about that. But it is um, something that set me off on a crazy journey now. I've always used my platform to educate. I think education is key. The more I can educate you. As Amy knows, I go through my blood work with a fine-tooth comb and tell the patient. They may not even care to hear some of the stuff I'm saying. You know, they might, <laughs> or just not understand it all, you know, like yeah. all the medical terms. I, you know, Hey, Joanna, uh-huh. you just use like 18 big <laughs> words. Can you please just like speak to me like a three-year-old? <laughs> Well, yeah. the funny part is, is that I use analogies for everything when people, I'm, everything from, you know, you know, the, the car analogy that I use for everything, or I talk about, you know, uh, going to the party on a Saturday night 
for sex with women. So like I try to use analogies for everything. And Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Matt's like, I need, I need that analogy. I Hold sex, on. But I didn't catch the first part. <laughs> what happened? What is the analogy? <laughs> the analogy. So when women tell me, you know, I want to take testosterone, their levels need to be more optimized with their testosterone levels and their libidos down. I'm like, well, listen, here's the thing. And nothing against the guys, but the wind blows the right way for men and they're ready to go. <laughs> Sometimes women, when it blows it the wrong way, just so we're clear, it's still ready well, to go. <laughs> for women, it's like, you know, physical, mental, and emotional. So when we talk libido, I never allow a patient to think that I'm going to give you testosterone cream or replacement and the doctor's going to sign a script for a level for you that's going to optimize your numbers. But you all of a sudden you're going to want your husband or partner or wife or going to run by and you're going to be like, yeah, that doesn't work like that. For libido, for women, it comes to a lot more. So I use the example of a party. I'm like, you know, it's like a Tuesday and you know your girlfriend's like 40th birthday is Saturday and you're already dreading it. We're like, oh, we got to find something to wear. Yeah. We got to do our makeup. We got to do our I'm going to be so tired. Yeah. This weekend. Somebody's got soccer to that day, softball mm-hmm. the next day. I'm just exhausted. I wouldn't go to that party. That sounds lame. <laughs> but the party is not the problem. It's the leading it's the up to stuff. the party. For women, are we getting our heads? So oh. we think about all the other things that are... Coming you know, then we can't miss the party. So Saturday comes, we get dressed, we do the makeup, we get everything. We get out to the party and we're like, damn, we're having a great time at this party. Why don't I go to the party more often? Yeah. Like, why don't I make it a priority to get to the party more often? That right there is more of the mental, mental side yeah. of that. When you get to the party and the party's fun still. Then there's the women that get to the party, sex, and they just don't enjoy it there. Now, there's a couple of reasons. One is they don't enjoy it. They can't have a good time because they just can't. Physically, they cannot have fun at the party and reach a point of the party where they love. And then that's more of the, the bodies with libido when we come from sex drive. Blood flow to the right areas for women. And then there's the woman that goes to the party and you know, she's there, but all she thinks about is she's tugging at her dress. She feels uncomfortable in her body. She doesn't like what she looked at. She keeps tapping and she wants to leave the party and wants to get it over with because she doesn't like the way she looks. That's more of an emotional mm-hmm. type thing. As soon as you explain that, I'm like, when you get to the party and you're there and your head is there, do you love the party? They're like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this isn't a libido issue. For, well, you need to make it a priority to go to the party. Mm-hmm. Put the clothes away another day. Make this a priority. After 10 or 15 or 20 years of being with the same person, you could love them, adore them. Have You're still having a great time when you're with them at the party. Make it a priority to go with them. And that type of analogy makes more sense so that the women's expectations of testosterone isn't like I'm going to all of a sudden want to just yeah. Hey, Joanna, do you ever get the uh, the patient who hears this whole story and says, hey, I think you need to talk to my husband because he gets to the party and he wants to leave in like one minute. What the heck? Yeah, we do. We usually send them right over to Did one he of the an analogy, right? Is yeah. I mean, okay. she said we they'd send they make him a patient too. Fix that. Yeah. Mm. That's what we do. We make him a patient. We get all their information and let them talk. Guy talk with the guys. I hear sometimes you might hear my my one of my counterparts I've been working with him for he's been here since the beginning but I worked with him he's a big muscle head you know athlete guy and he's like you hear him talking he's like oh you you wake up in the morning and just ready to go right you know that's how we know we're working right I'm like 
how do I talk to people? Like you can't, you can't call somebody a bro and then take you seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But they talk guy talk, they talk about stuff, and that's the good part. We do have the male side of this Mm. as well. So when you're reviewing somebody's panels, is there um kind of like the telltale signs where you already kind of know where it's headed based on maybe one or two or three indicators? Mm-hmm. So the thing about blood work is, you know, it's just even if you touch back, I'd say answer that touching back on the thyroid side of it. If you have the right blood work written up, and as women, like I said, we have a lot of moving parts, as does men, um, a lot of them have overlapping symptoms, though. So if you said to me, I'm really tired, that could be thyroid, which it could be your thyroid hormone, your stress hormone, which is your mm-hmm. cortisol, your sex hormones. It could just be general vitamins. So having all of those labs in front of us, is a really good way of having a blueprint of what's going on for us to be able to decipher what somebody needs. So we look over the blood work in general and see, so if you're low on vitamin D and you're low on your thyroid T3 and you're low on cortisol, well, now we've got three different things that are all leading to the same, I'm tired or I'm having midday crashes or I'm losing my hair or I'm gaining weight or I can't lose weight or all of those things. So yes, the answer is yes, we can see by the blood work what direction we're headed and whether we treat nutraceutically or pharmaceutically um, is really dependent upon, you know, how low or high somebody is with these levels. But treatment is important to understand that when stuff is listened, like when somebody comes to me, I listen to them. I, I hear them. I hear when they say, I promise you I'm eating good. I I know you. I believe you. I feel like you've been told by other doctors, eat better, go work out more. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be spending money mm-hmm. outside of your insurance if you were truly doing things that you could handle yourself at home, like eat right and stuff. You're coming to me because you're really looking for answers. Because somewhere in your gut, you didn't let a doctor tell you it's just your age. And maybe right. you should hang up the heels like I did. And you want to know something funny? I speak at a um, at the Cycan events now, which is a thyroid cancer survivor event. And Pre-COVID, um, there was still a, a main event that I went to down in Hollywood, Florida, and was was asked to be a guest speaker there. And the doctor that told me I should hang up my heels was in that audience. Oh. And I swear, I, I made eye contact right when I was telling my story, and it was so validating for me. I get, like, the chills thinking about it because I was literally put into a situation where a lot of my patients have already been. And when they come right. to me... I, I'm an empath to begin with, but that is just something that they, I, I understand and I believe you. So let's talk about it and we're going to get in depth. We talk about things that things people don't want to talk about sometimes. We explain it. We educate. We don't diagnose based upon somebody's labs. There is stuff called subclinical, subclinical hypothyroidism, subclinical you know, when we look in that rate, you could be on the lower end of a range, have all symptoms yep. of somebody that would be off the chart, and we treat accordingly. We are going to take a break. We have to take a, a short break, and we'll be back in just a minute. Have you ever been stuck in life? Have I got a book for you, Ascension Mentality, written by Amy Wilhelmy, public speaker, athlete, and licensed therapist. In her book, Amy takes us through a raw and vulnerable journey as she unravels from childhood trauma and navigates her career, marriage, and parenthood. She takes us on a deep dive into her life and how when emotions are left unprocessed, they seep into adulthood as she tries to navigate the task of growing up. You cannot change what you did, 
You cannot change what has happened to you, but you can change how you feel about it. You can let go of what is holding you back. When you process and unwind trauma, you don't lose what made you strong. You only lose what no longer serves you. To ultimately be a better human, friend, parent, partner, coworker, daughter or son, and leader. It's time to let go. Ascension Mentality. This is Amy Wilhelmy. I'm the owner of Balance Wellness Collective. It's a holistic and integrative mental health practice located in St. Charles, Illinois, and telehealth. All of Illinois, we see individuals, adults, families, children, and adolescents. We are primarily family-focused and also do divorce mediation. It is a mind, body, and spirit approach to care. You can find us at www.balancewellnesscollective.com. This has been an Ascension Mentality podcast. Hit subscribe for all the latest episodes, and for more information, visit ascensionmentality.com. Ascension Mentality, making mental gains. <laughs>